Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. How do we know if we're building a Holy Spirit-led culture? Well, by your family's fruit. We are starting a new series based on Galatians 5.25. It says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Since we live by the Spirit, keep in step by the Spirit. One of the words for Crazy Cool Family this year that we feel like God has given us is culture. And we believe that building culture is deeply dependent on walking with the Holy Spirit. So how do you know if you're building Holy Spirit-led culture? Well, buy your family's fruit. What are the fruits? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Our heart is for parents to learn what it means to walk with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us live like this. The Holy Spirit is in us and we can bear fruit. We will unpack a fruit of the Spirit and we'll share a crazy cool definition and a declaration for you to use with your family. Listen with your family. Listen with your family. So come on, let's take the next few months and learn how to walk with the Holy Spirit together. Holy Spirit, bring on the fruit. Hello, crazy cool families. We are in the middle, or I guess close to the end of our podcast series, Holy Spirit, bring on the fruit. And we are talking about gentleness. And today I have Macy and Mackenzie with me. And the three of us are going to just share with you gentleness, what it is, what it means, how to have it, how to teach it, how to show it, how to be it, all the things. So girls, welcome to the podcast. And so as we've done all these different podcasts and we put a different kid on each one, we kind of had a little bit, you know, Macy and I kind of fleshed out a little bit of a reason who, why to put on which podcast. And when we went to put Mackenzie on it, we're like, let's do kindness for Kenzie. No, let's do patience for Kenzie. No, let's do gentleness. No, let's do goodness. And so we're like, oh, you know what, Kenzie, which one would you want to do? And so you, did you pick gentleness or did Macy, did you just assign her gentleness? Um, I honestly don't remember. Do you remember, Kenzie? Did I tell I think you? I have assigned it. I think that you, it was between this one and maybe kindness and you were like, let's go with gentleness. Yeah. Yeah. I remember asking you what you thought about gentleness and if you like, liked that idea, if you resonated with that. And then I think it was like a week or two later, you like sent me like a note of like all these thoughts you had on gentleness and all these like basically like mic drop nuggets and I was like yeah she should probably just do gentleness <laughs> and so well and Macy I just remember us talking and we're like you know what I mean Kenzie is patient but really I think it's the gentleness that makes her be patient and Kenzie does have goodness but I think it's the gentleness and so we've decided that at her core Kenzie is the gentlest you know and so she she has those other qualities obviously she's got the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness self-control so she walks in all of them um but today you're she's just going to share with us some nuggets like you said some nuggets on gentleness yeah 
Yeah. And we just love the whole idea of this series. Like my mom was saying, we're talking about walking with the Holy Spirit. And so we're getting this whole idea from Galatians 5.25. Since we live by the Spirit, let us walk in step with the Spirit. And my mom has said this a couple of times throughout the series, but I just think it's worth saying again is like, we want to learn to live by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you. And so these fruits are things of your life. They're products of our lives, but it's really like the evidence of walking and choosing to live in step with the Holy Spirit day in and day out. And I just love that. Like it, it means there's like freedom for your family. If you feel like there's tension or frustration in your family, you can learn to walk by the spirit and see the culture of your family change. And that's the whole point of this series is we're like, is there places in your family that you don't like the culture? You don't like the evidence. You don't feel like you're, you're seeing the kingdom of God consistently then these podcasts are literally designed to help you identify where's the lack of Holy Spirit, where's the where's the bad fruit, essentially, and how can you learn to walk in step with the Spirit? And so that's kind of the whole point of this like series that we're talking about. And then specifically gentleness today, our crazy cool family definition is gentleness is treating people with care and compassion. And other words you could throw in there is just like choosing to be kind, to be tender, to be mild mannered, to be compassionate or considerate. But that's like the core declaration or the core like phrase we want you to remember from this podcast and say it around your kids. They don't know what gentleness is. Oh, gentleness is treating people with care and compassion. It's caring about people. It's loving them right where they're at. It's choosing to treat them care like carefully and with compassion. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're just going to share a couple verses that we feel like embody what gentleness actually is. And so the first one is Proverbs 16, 24. Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And I think we all really like this one because the graciousness and grace really ties and partners well with gentleness. They are different. And grace actually isn't a fruit of the spirit. My mom was talking about that earlier. But graciousness is like a sign and an evidence of walking in gentleness. So that's one of our first verses. The second verse is Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. Kenzie, do you want to read that one? Sure. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a merry manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And what I love about this is how it's so practical. Like there's so many pieces of it that are so practical and how, how different would our life be if we walked with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and is that how your house is? And if it's not, then how do we walk with the spirit in such a way that that becomes present? Is apology present in the humility and the going low with your kids? And is there a gentle tone in the home? So that one I just really love. Uh, I think I really like Ephesians 4, 1 through 3 too, because it, it feels like pretty identity strong. Like, yes, it's calling us to live a certain way, but it's saying like, Hey, I want you to live like worthy of the calling, which you've been given. Like, this is who you are essentially is what it feels like it's saying. 
And so walk humbly, walk gently, walk with patience, walk in love and bearing with one another, walk in eagerness to maintain the unity of the spirit, walk in the bond of peace. Like it just feels like it's giving you a lot of language as a son or daughter of God, as a parent, as a husband, as a wife to like know how to like live out the calling or the mission that God has given you. And I love that gentleness and humility are like connected in that verse. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is they are connected. Humility and gentleness go hand in hand. And I think it, I think that to walk that out, we we have to have the humility because gentleness, you, you, gentleness doesn't come in and roll over, you know, and bully his way in. The opposite of that is gentleness. And so I do appreciate that those are, those are hand in hand. And so if gentleness is something that maybe you struggle with, or maybe one of your kids struggles with, then I would look at your humility too and see, okay, where am, am I, am I approaching this situation humbly or am I approaching it with arrogance? And I'm, am I being a know-it-all or am I, am I looking at it from a different perspective? Because I do think that with humility, gentleness can come in as well. I just kind of almost see the two traits holding hands when it comes to a situation. Yeah. Well, that definition of humility is an accurate understanding of who you are. And it's not being super prideful of like, oh yeah, and arrogant. And it's not also beating yourself up, which we often misunderstand. And so with that, where is your child or are you not understanding your identity? And I think of the idea of like a gentle giant And that's kind of how gentle giants are able to be what they are. Like we see them all over media and all over, even in like our children's books. And yeah. Yeah. It's like they, they know who they are. They know that they're big, but they also know their limits and they're able to be gentle. And so that's kind of how this humility and gentleness pair together. Yeah. And I think that goes perfectly into kind of some of the main points we wanted to talk about with this podcast is like, what is the best way to walk in humility? Well, to have a constant heart posture of repentance. Oh, I I messed up there. Oh, I like didn't do that great. And so gentleness is living in a heart posture of repentance, not a heart posture of shame, not a heart posture of guilt or insecurity or victimhood. It's like, I think we oftentimes associate gentleness with like being lowly or like being meek. And it's like, right. I think that is part of it, but it's also being brave and being willing to say, I'm going to choose to treat people with care and compassion. I'm going to choose to love them. And part of loving them is laying down my pride and choosing to say like when I'm wrong or when I'm, I need to repent from something that I did. So it feels like gentleness is kind of like this, like, perfect fruit in a sense (laughs) like if you are choosing to walk in gentleness you're like kind of covering a lot of bases when it comes to your character well and I think that gentleness is way overlooked I mean people forget it all the time when they when they're rattling off the fruits they they just bypass over gentleness and I do think it has something to do with your there's a meekness attached to it or whatever but when I love when I see gentleness and I love gentleness is when it's when it's um, exhibited as tenderness, mm-hmm. you know, when one child is tender to another child, like they have a boo-boo and they lean over and they kiss it, or when a mother moves a child's hair out of their face or, or reaches over and, you know, rubs his, her husband's back. I mean, that's the, that's gentleness, you know, exhibited through tenderness. And that's, that's not weakness at all. I mean, that's. Yeah. It's powerful. And it, it's like powerful. Yes. 
and it touches people's hearts. It's not passive. Well, you know, when you watch a movie and um, the the bad guy, you know, is a bad guy, but they're trying to get you to love the bad guy. And when the bad guy is tender, you start loving the bad guy, you know, mm-hmm. when, he's, when he's when he's gentle and that's yeah. like like the Grinch. When his heart starts to grow bigger and bigger, you suddenly like aren't as annoyed with him anymore. You're like, he does have a heart. <laughs> Slowly. One of the other things, Kinsey, I'd love for you to kind of speak into this is like gentleness oftentimes can be displayed as curiosity. And I think that that is just like a really profound idea and something that I think Kinsey's really, I think your life has been marked by being curious specifically about people. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of wanted to give you a little bit of space to talk about how you think gentleness is like curiosity or what, what does that actually look like? Someone who walks in gentleness how does that align or pair with being curious? Yeah. So I think that this goes deeper than just in the way that you present yourself and it's an actual like heart stance and mind stance when it comes to seeing people If like, am I actually curious and interested in what this person's saying and who they are would be, I think the first question that I would ask myself and ask others before just saying like, yeah, go be curious and then you'll be gentle. Uh, (laughs) But from that place of genuine curiosity that allows for really offensive topics to come up or really um, interacting with really harsh people or whenever you've felt wronged in any of those spaces where it feels like defense should be your initial response. If we're able to come in with curiosity, it covers that defense with understanding and looking for understanding, which ultimately gets people on the same page. If we come in fighting, then it's going to be really hard (laughs) to get on the other side of the fight, especially kind of similar to that pride and humility piece. Um, But curiosity is an opportunity in a way to go humble. And I think that can be practiced in your thought patterns of people. And if you're looking at people and thinking about people with thinking the best about them, when you're around them, when you're not around them, then that's building towards curiosity uh, and ultimately building towards your ability to be, to overflow gentleness. If you're being kind to people inside of your heart and gentle with the people inside of your heart, then whenever they hurt you or you feel disappointed by them, then you're able to respond with gentleness. Yeah. I love that. And like, I think when we were talking about this before we were recording, uh, we were talking about like Jesus is one of the most gentle examples that we have in the way he chose to live his life. And the story that came to mind for me was when the woman is like dragged out into the street and she, they had like caught her in the act of committing adultery and they put her before Jesus. And they're like, what do you say we're supposed to do? This is what the law says. This is what we want to do. We want to like kill her essentially. And Jesus like just kneels down into the dirt and starts writing and literally just says, he who has the, like, he who hasn't sinned cast the first stone. And it was like one of the most gentle, lowly, weird responses. I mean, all of his responses were countercultural, but it was just like, people didn't know what to do with that. They like, he chose to like come to her. And then I don't remember, I'm going to botch whatever he ends up saying to her at the end, but he's, he's where are all your accusers? Well, I don't cue, I don't accuse you either. Yeah. And he's like, go and sin no more. I think is like yeah. one of the phrases he says, but it's like, he like chose to love her and believe the best in her and not do what everyone else was doing. He chose to like 
be curious about her instead of like come at her like that combative kind of instant response you want when there's an injustice or a wrong. And I just think that like, if we're going to learn as first and foremost, sons and daughters of God, but then as parents or as spouses, like if we're going to learn how to be gentle, I think learning to genuinely care about people and be curious about them is like a really good first step. And I love that you said it starts with your thoughts. Cause it's like, if I come home and Jared's stuff is all over the house, my husband, am I like curious about his day or am I instantly judgmental and frustrated about his day? You know, like, am I going to approach that conversation with gentleness or am I going to approach it with judgment and anger, which is like not usually going to go over well, you know, it's like, you can kind of start with your thoughts of like, Oh, I'm annoyed that there's something on the ground. Okay well, what do I think about Jared? What what do I know about his day? You know, like you can kind of practice your curiosity muscles, which I think is just like probably one of the best practicals I've heard yet, you know, of like how can you as an individual love people well, be curious about them, choose to think the best about them, start with your thoughts. I just think that's so good. Which in Proverbs 31, it talks about, she knows the ways of her household. She doesn't eat the bread of idleness. And even that piece of like gentleness is knowing the ways of your household and understanding, oh, why is there something on the ground? And that's coming with curiosity. Like, oh, why does this mess keep happening? How could I set it up to where this mess doesn't happen anymore? Or if it does happen, then we have a fun game that makes it to where when it does happen, we know how to clean it up. Or maybe I need to get rid of half these toys so that I can be more gentle with my kids so that then they make a massive mess. It's less to clean because there's less for them to mess up. Like, I think that there's like a strategy behind gentleness that allows like when you are feeling that frustration of your household, bringing in that curiosity to be like, how do I set up my house in such a way that I get to bring gentleness into these routines and rhythms because I'm not frustrated with everything and everyone, but setting it up differently and loving the people rather than seeing the stuff. Yeah. I think that's so good. Yes. Setting yourself up for success. I love that. And so along with that, the, the thinking the best of others, and another part of, a, of gentleness is like what, when you, when, what's the voice of God that you hear inside your head? Like Kenzie describe like, God inside your head? Is he gentle? Is he harsh? What's he like? Yeah, I would say the Lord is wise and brings ideas and thoughts and pieces and perspectives that when I look back, I'm like, oof, no, I could not have made those things up, but they're all very simple. <laughs> um, and I would say, yeah, the the voice of the Lord is kind and gentle and not harsh or condemning or shame-filled but it comes in and brings a refreshment. And even in the correction there and in the honesty, it's gentle. And I like can think of conversations that I've had with people where I'm like, Ooh, that wasn't God's voice. (laughs) Either they're talking to themselves or they're talking to me. And I'm like, Oh, ah, that tone, that like that jab that you just threw, even though those words might've been true, the tone at which you're saying that is not the like the voice that created the heavens and the earth like that was not that voice um or the voice that i see throughout all of scripture or jesus describes himself in matthew 11 take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your soul 
Like if the voice that you're hearing is not that voice of gentle and lowly and bringing rest to your soul, then I would just bring the question and curiosity of where is this voice coming from? And is it me? Is it the enemy? Is it things that I'm listening to? And then ultimately, if you're hearing your kids respond to you in that tone, or if you're responding to your kids in that tone, then I would say there's a disconnect in the gentleness of the father's voice in your home and your life in your kids' lives. And that's not a shame on you. That's a check your fruit. Like, okay, uh-huh. we know the fruit, like we know the trees based on the fruit of where they're coming from. And so that might have been your parents and the way that they spoke to you. That might have been your grandparents and the way that they spoke to you. It might have been a coach and the way that they coached you to get you to do the things that you needed to do. Um, and so assessing like, okay, where did that voice come from? That voice gets taught. And I want to retrain and put and invite gentleness into my voice and tone. Yeah. And I think how we view God determines a lot of how we hear his voice. And so if you're hearing Kinsey say all this and you're like, yeah, maybe, maybe that is the enemy. Maybe I can't hear God, you know, and you're kind of like, I don't know the difference. It's like, well, it's really simple. It's profound and it, we get to do it our whole lives. But it's like when we understand the character of God, then his voice gets a little bit more crisp and clear and accurate in our hearts and in situations. And so I know we say this all the time, but I'm like, if you want to know who God is, then read the word of God. You know, like if you want to understand his character, read the Bible. You know, if you want to know what it means, just like Kinsey said from Matthew 11, what does it mean that Jesus was gentle and like lowly and he wants to take your yoke? Like those ideas are found in scripture and we know who God is by reading about him and his character and who he's been throughout history. And so I just want to like throw that encouragement in there too. If you're listening to that and you're like, there is a disconnect or like, Oh my goodness, I do think God is angry and harsh all the time. It's like, join the club. (laughs) We're all on a journey of like understanding God's voice. How do we learn to hear his voice rightly and clearly and get all of our false understandings out? It's by reading his word. Like, it's his words. It's like literally his voice in written form for us to get to understand him better. One of the things that I tell the grandbabies all the time is what goes in must come out. Mm-hmm. And um, it's usually has to do with the more they drink, the more they're going to need to go potty as they were mm-hmm. learning how to potty train and, you know, feel, you know, figure out what their body was doing. But even when it comes to consuming, you know, if you eat a bunch of candy or eat a bunch of watermelon, it's going to come out and it's not going to be pretty. But the same thing goes for our spirit. What goes in must come out. And so if we're watching a bunch of harsh TV shows or movies and there's and there's cussing and there's things like that, then what goes in is going to come out. And so even if we're like do a deep dive in the um, Old Testament where God God is right harsh, he's holy and he's righteous and he's harsh. The New Testament shows the grace of God through Jesus. And so just knowing that and that mean that there are there are tender and sweet times that even God as God presents himself to either the prophets or Moses or that he too is gentle and he, he too is kind and understanding. And so. Just if, if you're if you're struggling with am I gentle, am I not, then what has gone in? Red flag that, pay attention to that, and then you can just choose what goes out. You can you can, you know, revamp it, send yeah. it out in a much gentler way. Yeah, and we'll partner that in a couple of weeks with self-control. You know, like well, yeah. we'll <laughs> so your gentleness and your self-control can kind of tag team it. I love that. 
there's kind of just this idea that Kinsey, I'd love for you to unpack for us. I thought it was so wise and so helpful, especially for parents who have like aggressive or really angry kids or even themselves have dealt or struggled with anger. Can you kind of speak to or talk to about like how gentleness and aggression can kind of work together, how we can kind of think about it differently and how we can help <clears throat> the developing person in our family or the developing kid in our family, like choose gentleness over aggression. Yeah. So I have gone on a journey of loving the emotion of anger. And at first I would think this is bad. This is wrong. This is out of control. Like the inside out character, that's just like rage, you know, you're like, ah, let's not have that one. But over these last few years, I've learned to love anger and realize that anger is actually a really good emotion. And if we don't have anger, then we don't get a lot of stuff done. And it's a really helpful, like motivator, it's movement, it's going somewhere. Uh, and so in that journey, I've been trying to neutralize the emotion of anger and uh, internalize in a way that's healthy because I did a lot of passive aggressive anger uh, in the past. And so it would come off as gentle, but I was like burning inside. <laughs> you might have kids that are doing that too. Like some kids might be throwing stuff against the wall, but other kids you think are just great and fine and happy and good all the time. But internally they are mad and they are frustrated at the circumstances, what they can't control. Uh, and so I think the first step that's really helpful is accurately identifying anger. And one definition that I've heard before is, um, being mad or angry is something getting in between you and your goal. And so, you know, that feeling whenever you're like, Oh, I want my house to be clean, but it's a disaster. I'm mad <laughs> or, Oh, I really want to go for a walk, but this child that was going to be sleeping now threw up and I have to go clean up the entire room. Cool. Like I'm angry <laughs> or it could be in your fight with your husband or your spouse. And you could be like, ah, I like really, want to be right in this, but you are not working with me in this. So anger can come up in a lot of different ways. And so I think the first step in being gentle with yourself and others is accurately identifying that emotion and responding with gentleness rather than harshness or rudeness. And so what would it look like to have gentle aggression, not passive aggressive, um, passive aggression, or even like fiery aggression, but learning how to, like, what would it look like for gentleness to be intertwined in it? And um, I think of a story one time I was, uh, my bike was being stolen and I ran out and saw this guy literally getting on my bike. And my like internal response was like, wait, 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 I really like my bike. Can I please have it back? And he just got off the bike and gave it to me. And I was like, thank you. And I like went back, locked it up, walked in my house, like, that, that experience, like, what if, what if we responded to anger like that with gentleness and honestly asking like, Hey, I really want our house to be peaceful right now. When you're yelling at your sibling, it's not making our house very peaceful. Do y'all need to like go to different spaces? Do we need to go outside? Like, what do we need to make this better instead of yelling at them and adding to the fire? Uh, that's like a way that anger can be honored and given its space and validated while gentleness can still be present and make change that you actually want to see in your home. Yeah. And I love the practical piece of that. You put this in the notes and I just remember reading it and being like, yes, that's what I want. Like 
Like, what would it look like if you assess yourself rightly, identify, like you said, and then you started at the top and you're like, okay, God, give me a gentle mind. Okay. Give me gentle eyes. Give me gentle hands. Give me gentle feet. Give me a gentle response. You know, like, like taking that second to kind of reset, you're not, you're not shoving the anger under the rug. Like, I love that idea that anger is just like that feeling you get when you're not getting to do exactly what you want, exactly when you want to do it. It's, it's keeping you from your goal. And it's like, what if our, after we identify that that's what's happening, what if our next step is to ask the Holy Spirit to wash us over with gentleness from the top to the bottom so that it can flow out of us? Because it's like, it's not, it's not productive. Mom and dad say this a lot in our book and in our base camp courses, like anger is like a pretty costly transaction or it's a costly withdrawal. When you choose anger, you're choosing to oftentimes withdraw and like cause a relationship to have damage. And that's like pretty costly. It's like, what would it look like if we got really good at walking with the Holy Spirit, assessing when that feeling came on and then asking the Holy Spirit to wash us over with gentleness. I just feel like that and even like interceding and asking for that for your kids who have been choosing aggression since they were little, you know, it's like, what, how could that change the atmosphere of your home? If you started asking the Holy Spirit to wash you, your mind, your eyes, your hands, your feet, your kids' eyes, your kids' minds, your kids' hands, your kids' feet, you know, with like gentleness. And then you like expressed that as like a longing or a desire for your home. Feels like it could change everything. I'm like, that feels like the coolest possibility in the world to help reset tense environments in your home. For sure. And I think this idea came from two different places. When I was working in a daycare and these kids were like, pulling each other's hair. It was like with one-year-olds and they were just discovering the world. <laughs> they weren't trying to be mean, but they didn't know how to use their hands yet. And so they were pulling hair and they were biting and the teacher would just say, gentle hands, gentle hands. And that's what you can say over your, like, like my CJ said, like saying it over your body, saying it over your kid's body. And even just saying it out loud, like, Oh, Oh, you used your hands for violence, but we use our hands for good, like gentle hands. We like we use it for tenderness. We use it for to show that we love each other. We don't do it to bring revenge. We can like do that in this other manner. We can like not to bring revenge, but to like clarify like, hey, that I didn't like that, that you did that. Like, let's use our words instead of our hands. And the other place that this came from kind of hitting on that withdrawal piece that you were just talking about, May, was in Songs of Solomon it talks about a bird in the cleft and how you can't just use aggression and force to get the bird out. You have to use like wooing and gentleness and like a, a surrendered hand to bring the bird out. And so if you're noticing a child withdrawing or one of your, like your partner withdrawing because of a harshness in your tone or just a harshness in your home, then you're missing out on getting to experience the fullness of this child. Or even if there's like internal, like your children are being harsh with each other and you're noticing them withdraw, how like gentleness draws people out. And it through that curiosity, through that kindness, through the, the stance of surrender and wooing, think about all the parts of your kids' hearts that could be exposed as you choose gentleness and they learn how to choose gentleness with their words to then be able to walk in more of who they are, which is humility. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so if when, so parents, when you are presented with a situation that 
um, creates anger. And as Mackenzie said, that's okay. Anger is okay. It's good. You know, embrace it. Then um, challenge yourself and or your children to use gentleness, to choose gentleness. How can you switch it? I mean, so to look at it as an opportunity when anger or frustration, irritation, any of those things, you know, when we're not getting our ways, you said, Macy, or they're not meeting our goal, as you said, Mackenzie, then look at it as and just stop for a second and look at it as an opportunity. Okay. How can we do gentleness here? What could gentleness look like here? I almost use it as a game, you know, with your kids. Oh, oh, yay. You got angry. How can we have some gentleness here? Oh, I'm feeling angry right now. Hmm, Where could some, you know, how can I use some gentleness here? And so, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I agree. Gentleness is, is one of the superpowers that we have to diffuse a situation. And like you said, Ken's to connect in relationships. It is a, a super connector. Yeah. Well, and I love the picture that Kinsey said from Song of Solomon. Like I just picture like the most gentle and tender hands of God, like holding your kids in the midst of their anger, like holding your kids and like drawing out their hearts And like when we choose to walk with the Holy Spirit, that's what we're getting to do. Like we're getting to learn from God how to draw out the best in our kids, how to make them feel safe. You know, like anger is like Kinsey said, it's like one of the most out of control feelings. Like people don't like feeling out of control. And so when you create this, like, let me hold you, let me help you kind of feeling to to contradict or to counteract that anger, like that's the gentle and lowliness a characteristic of Jesus that we're like hitting on and we're like hoping for when it comes to these relationships in your family so I love that I love both of those images of like the gentle hands gentle mind just like speaking that phrasing over your kids and just imagining your kids hearts like tiny little birds that you're like trying to like make them feel safe in the midst of the chaos that's going on inside of them and I think it applies to our own hearts it applies to our spouses it applies to our marriage like Take any of the relationships we talk about in Crazy Cool Family, choosing to be gentle can and will benefit and deepen your relationships. And I just love that. So we're going to wrap up. I think we've said a lot of really great things. Kinsey, I think you have just like so much wisdom and so much like just profound thoughts wrapped up in this word, like just choosing to be curious, choosing to speak gentleness over people choosing to like understand and identify anger and ask God to replace it with a gentle spirit. Like, I just think all of those things are really powerful. Is there any other final thoughts that you have before we wrap up? Uh, There was a verse that came to mind in Psalms 18, uh, 35 and 36. You make your saving help my shield and your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. And I think with the other verses that we talked about, this one hits on just the gentleness of God and how his gentleness covers us and creates a broad path for our feet. And so parents, as you go throughout today, what does it look like for you to create a broad path for your kids' feet so that their ankles do not give way? And that's gentleness, expanding your capacity to love when you're disappointed or you're mad or you're angry or someone does something that it's not the way you wanted it to go. And the Lord has done that for you too. He's brought in the path for your feet. And so as you go this week, this month, this year, every time that you don't choose gentleness, the Lord is choosing gentleness towards you. And so you got this. <laughs> love it. 
Mom, any last thoughts? Um, no, no. The only thing, the only, the only thought I was thinking is just connecting it. That gentleness is the second to last fruit, and I believe that God did put them in order. And we won't talk about all of them, but gentleness comes before self control, and we'll talk about self control next. But it feels like you have to walk pretty good in gentleness. I mean, and then before that one, the faithfulness and before goodness and kindness, I mean, as you go back up. And so it just, you've got a, you've got a couple of weeks to practice gentleness before we finish up with self-control. <laughs> so get good at gentleness. <laughs> I love it. And I love, I love mom's challenging and Mackenzie's encouraging. Like you can, this, you can like, do it. <laughs> mom's like, go do it. You know, like the combination is really our heart. And as we wrap up, like, that's just what we want you to hear is like, we want you to pursue the Holy Spirit. That's the whole goal of this series. We want gentleness to pour out of you first as the head of your family, as an influencer in your family. And we want all the fruits too, but it's like, it all boils down to, are you walking in step with the Holy Spirit? Are you taking this time to learn to live with the Holy Spirit? We hope so. And we hope this encourages you and spurs you on to like literally release gentleness in the midst of anger, in the midst of aggression, in the midst of impatience or frustration or whatever it is, and to see those opportunities as a chance to just flip it. Like my mom said, like flip your perspective, flip it, turn it into a game, whatever you need to do, be curious, like reassess your view of God and the voice of God. So many little nuggets in here. I hope you took away. And Kins, thank you for sharing all your wisdom. And we are just grateful for anyone and everyone who's listening to this. Please share it on your social media. Share it with a friend. Text this, you know, podcast link to a friend. Be like, hey, you should listen to this. You know, like you need you need a little bit of gentleness in your life. But we just want to share it with as many people as we can because we believe that God's doing something through this series. And we want families to learn to live and walk by the Holy Spirit. So we love you guys. We're thankful that you're listening. Go check out all of our resources on our website. And as always, go be crazy, crazycoolfamily.com.